deep down something just told me just read your email you get so um going through my email I just saw a red caption um just saying you've been suspended out of the competition so at that point my heart just sank because I'm like I can't, I'm trying to read and understand what's happening and now we enter the second room with just two officials one of the top um other officials so they told me um, have you read your email I just told her like um 5 seconds ago and she just asked me genuinely like if I took it um knowingly these are 3 years on the table and if not you can sample B can be tested Salam and hello everyone. My name is Lily Bakala Piper and welcome to the show. So, I hope many of you tuned in recently to watch the World Championships in Budapest. Once again, we saw our East African runners from Ethiopia, from Kenya, top some of the long distance and the short distance races. It was a thrilling competition to watch and as always, I always feel such pride in being East African when we have these moments at the global stage of athletics. So we're also looking at the Olympics coming up in a few months and my family the Olympics is a big deal like it is for most of the world you know we we have olympic watch parties we get together we make cupcakes in the olympic colors it's always you know a moment again of national pride of african pride as we see some of our best and brightest compete against the world's best As we get closer to Paris 2024 Olympics there has been a lot of buzz here in Nairobi about Mark Otiena Odiambo one of Kenya's top sprinters that is making his comeback into the running world. If you've been around running circles or watching sports for a while, you know Mark's story. He is a three-time national champion in the 100 meters. He was a national record holder in that same distance. He represented Kenya at the 2017, 2019, and 2021 world relays. And in 2021, he received the silver medal at that race. He's also worn the Kenyan colors at the 2017 World Championships, the 2015 All Africa Games, and at the African Championships in 2016 and 2019. Mark's record and his achievements are well known and well established. But probably many of you also know his story that in 2021 he was denied the opportunity to compete in the Tokyo Olympics after it was detected in his system that there was a banned substance. Those bans, this kind of oversight of the athletic world is certainly grown in the last few years. Yet not always alongside the public understanding of what it means to both be an athlete at an international level as well as be under the these guidelines and what kind of expectations there are for you as a high performing athlete. Mark's ban has just been lifted and he's ready to race and he has been competing and he's getting ready for Olympics in Paris in 2024. And we are so glad to have him on today to talk about his story, what has happened in the last 3 years since he has been dealing with this massive challenge to his athletic career, how he's overcome it, what he's looking forward to next, and basically also advice for all of those young athletes out there who want to be on his level someday. We have a lot to learn from him and I'm so delighted to welcome Mark Otiena Odiambo to Salam and Hello. Karibu. Asante sana. Thank you. So glad to have you here, Mark. Yeah, thank you so much. So I've given a light touch to your work and your your history as an athlete but for let's start with what it's like to train and prepare for an Olympic level competition the Olympics themselves as well as all of these world championships mm-hmm. take us into like a day in the life of a world class sprinter like yourself um I'll say especially training for an Olympic is the highest um career of an athlete 
followed by world championships and i feel like training for an olympic which is a, it always happens happens after every four years mm. and it's um quite strenuous and it's um you have to be very observant and you have to be out there to really work hard especially everyone is fighting for that medal and working for olympics it normally for me it took me seven years mm. to reach at the olympic level because it's been up and i tried for the 2016 uh, which i didn't um, manage to cut but at least i got a chance to qualify for the 2020 olympic games and i saw how it is to be an athlete just to prepare for the past um seven years leading all the way up to the 2021 so tell me what is What, how does your day start when you are an Olympic level athlete? Mm -hmm. I imagine you're you're not you do not have a normal day like I have a normal day. <laughs> you know, with my coffee, then my cereal, then da 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 da. So tell me, what does a day look like for you when you're training? Um, I'll say at times I do train twice a day, at times once. Um, especially those days where I'm training twice, you know, and you know, I my my coach normally work virtually because he's in South Africa. Okay. Yeah, so he normally sends the program, so I, we have to review the day before. And just see what's being required. So on my day to day, I normally wake up at. Um, it depends. Sometimes I can wake up at six, hit the gym for like a couple of two hours, then come back home, rest, eat, then go back to the track like in the evening. And at times, depending with the circumstances, I can combine the sessions. Okay, so yeah. every day is lifting, running, eating yeah. everything with this goal of, mm -hmm. of competition. Yes. So. Let's talk about this race that you're having with yourself to redemption, to mm -hmm. a comeback. Mm -hmm. Take us to 2021. Mm -hmm. You are in Tokyo for the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. Is there always a screening before a competition of all the athletes to mm -hmm. see if anyone has, you know, um, taken any substances at all? Is that a common practice? Um, I think it's normally happened. Not everyone will be tested. Okay. Because I think it happens randomly. Okay, so yeah. randomly. So you were tested? Yes, I was. Tell us, walk us through that that experience. What was found? Mm -hmm. How you understood that whole situation to go down? Mm -hmm. Give us it in your words, Mark, you know. Um I think uh, at that point when I was I was in actually I remember I was in the physiotherapist room. Um I was being checked my I had an issue with my Achilles. And um I remember I was being told that oh I got a call. I was I was told that there are some people who want come and test you and I remember where the physiotherapy's room was and where the testing room is it, they weren't far so I was like ah, at least I'm being tested with the high authorities because yeah, yeah. you know we've been tested with others uh, not others um the ADAC which are local so now I was like oh I've reached the caliber where I'm now being tested with wow. guys from outside so after being tested and um it, that i remember it was like three days before my first before the 100 meters which was on a weekend and um i just took some time I, i i of course i released my sample went back to do my own thing did my last session on a thursday now preparing gearing myself up for now the the the, the, the event so as i was praying and um taking some time just visualizing about the race i just felt my heart was heavy And every time I'm praying, I just feel like my heart is really heavy and I'm like, hey, oh God, what's not happening? Mm. You get. And then a few hours before my race, um, I was being, I, I was called by the team doctor. I was told to come to the room where um, all the officials normally meet. And over there, there were five others. So we were told to 
I was told I was exp- I, I was being because okay I didn't understood what was happening mm. but deep down something just told me just read your email you get so um going through my email I just saw a red caption um just saying you've been suspended out of the competition so at that point my heart just sank because I'm like I can't I, I'm trying <laughs> to read and understand what's happening and now we enter the second room with just two officials one of the top um adak official so they told me um, have you read your email i just told her like um 5 seconds ago and she just asked me genuinely like if i took it um knowingly these are three years on the table and if not you can sample b can be tested so deep down i just felt like no i can't accept and um i was like we have to test sample b and see what's going on because i don't because i'm just reading the word methasterone what was found i'm like i've never had such a thing in my yeah. life and my first contact i tried to reach my wife she was sleeping at that time and um because she was because str- the time difference of course and um i was tr- i reached my coach and he picked up fast and at that time i was heartbroken just trying to explain to him um where this methasterone came from so my mind was completely out of place wow mm. and it's hours before your race yes it was hours before my race that i i'm just trying to put myself in your shoes <laughs> and how overwhelming and mm. stunning and heartbreaking that would be yeah when something like that happens are you allowed to stay around did you have to leave right away what were the next few hours and days like for you yeah um when when it happened actually you know i was getting some calls some messages of course some messages were entering some were being deleted because you know now the news broke out and it was not supposed to get out and um some other people saw my face on the starting line then it was being chucked out so now the thing is it was so embarrassing at the time because you yourself you're also trying to figure out where this thing came from yeah. you know but um i think i i reached a place where now um since i felt so embarrassed because i couldn't even walk outside mm. and um i was eating at 3 am where like when guys are sleeping and it was so stressful i even um took a walk outside it was such a big village there were bikes outside if you want to cycle anywhere so just took some time cycled outside prayed and i'm like god why would this happen at this time you know yeah. yes and all the work that we've done at the last moment it's been everything's taken yes, away yes everything's yeah. been taken away so you come back to kenya mm-hmm. after that band what did they what did the officiating body officially originally assign as the the discipline for this Sorry. They did they, they originally gave you a suspension for how long? Um they just told me that I was suspended, but before that um I had a hearing that I was supposed to explain myself so that I can see if I can compete. So I explained to them that um to be honest I don't know where this thing came from. They can explain to me, especially the um they they, they kind of educated me a bit on like the traces were contaminated it, it's a contamination it's something that has been found in your supplement at least now we got a, a bit of headline and an okay. edge of yeah what to look for yeah, and um they were like we can't let you participate so i was just suspended for any competition either for either um olympics and even after olympics so when they said it was as part of your supplement mm-hmm. you know if i i take supplements i took some supplements today you know yes. so is there not a distinguishing you know difference between a supplement that's allowed and mm-hmm. then something that's actually an illegal substance mm-hmm. help us understand that person you know for those of us not in the athletic world what's the difference in in their mind or in your mind 
Um, cause supplements are out there. Supplements are out there. There are supplements that help you boost you during training. There are okay. supplements that help you recover. Yeah. And, um, there are supplements that aid you in mind, bones, joints. Sure. Yeah. Things sure. like that. Vitamins. And so the supplements that I took was for just aiding me for my recovery. And okay. that's one. Okay. And, you know, and going back to research now after being suspended now, try and figure out now where all this can happen and even to educate the people outside with about supplements there are supplements that are tested on the side and they do have a logo like this is a third party tested and they are safe for you to use sure. so that you can't fail okay. a test in terms of contamination but the supplement that I took um since no one told me like there's something like that so you're just gambling by first of all you're searching the ingredients just trying to check if the ingredients are bad so that it, you cannot be given like an ignorance, like the ingredients was, was there. Right. Yes. And you failed a test. So we did all that and we saw that, oh, the supplement was good, but behind the scene, they do not indicate that the supplement had methasterone. If it had methasterone, I would have taken it. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Wow. What a series of, you know, unfortunate events for you. I mean, mm. that, like you said, the training for seven years, getting to that moment mm. and then the misunderstanding of what it is that you had taken on. So, you talk about being embarrassed. Mm. What was the next year or two like for you in the sporting world? You know, did you face stigma from your peers mm. or your, you know, your federation or your colleagues, your family? What was that like for you? Um, I think it was just a good thing because I didn't, I didn't face any backlash. If there was, it was like, let me say 5%, but the 95% stood with me and it was, it was something that um, <clears throat> I, 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 I understood where people are coming from and how I placed my life in front of everyone. Mm. And um, everyone was everyone who was typing, they were like, God will vindicate you. That was the, something that was ringing in my mind. Every comment that I was reading and the random text that I was getting from random people whom I don't know, they were like, God will vindicate you and we know that you didn't do it. And I remember even um, one of my friends, um, Karol Adul, she stood with me from the very day. Hmm. And she was like, there's something that is off. And I think that boosts everyone to see it in a different perspective that, okay, maybe something is really off in this situation. So everyone's channels was positive, not negative. So when you look back at, at those years since 2021 or 23, so the last two years, mm -hmm. is there anything you would do differently? It was, I'll say it was challenging, both I'll say mentally, physically, spiritually, because now everything was tested and my faith was tested. My patience was tested. My marriage was tested. So I, 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 I took each day at a time, but I was hoping now at that time we were trying to figure out now where this methasterone came from. We were sending out supplements in the States to test them and one bottle could cost around 100000 test one bottle and wow. I was taking like five or five supplements yeah you could imagine trying to do something like trying to figure out where this thing is coming from yeah it's an ex all of a sudden now your finances are tested exactly <laughs> even finances were tested yeah and um at finally we managed to prove it that it that it came from a specific brand and um now going forward it was now answering questions how did you took it bank statement where did you buy the supplements, is the shop legit, things like that. And we managed to prove everything and we checked every box. So it reached a point now where I was, first of all, you know, we, I was even hoping that this thing would end before Commonwealth Games because last year we had Commonwealth Games and right. I was like, I don't yeah. want to miss Commonwealth Games. And 
eventually I was trying to tighten God's hands by trying every, making things to work according to my time. Yeah. But it took me months after months just trying to figure out, like, I want this thing to end now, you know, because I know I'm innocent, but I want this thing to end now. But eventually we had an ear, we had a earring last year, November, around mm-hmm. November 11th, if I'm not wrong. And we took the case to the high court, like um, the case resolution. So they had our case. We had an eight hour hearing, wow. eight hours hearing, sorry. And um, it was quite challenging. And just trying to think, especially after that hearing, we were like, do you want to go back to this spot again? Of course. You know, and um, the good thing is that I had a good, I, I, I had a, we, both my wife and I, we had a good community. We were checking up on us every day. And even Ferdinand, my very good friend, um, he, he always checked, he, he kept checking up on us, mm. like how are we doing, how are things, you know, mm. and um, trying to figure out now the way forward. Now, after now, after the hearing, when we got, now we, we were suspended now for, no, we were suspended, we were banned now for two years, knowing that I have seven months to go. So at least now I can figure out where I can, like, I'll miss Budapest, but at least I have seven months before I'm free. So just to, so I can just get the timeline correct. Mm-hmm. So the original suspension was for how many years? Two years. It was backdated back in 2021. Okay. So that would take you up to 2023. Mm. And then you were able to take this case forward to be heard again. Yeah. And then they reduced that yeah, in time fact, limit? In fact, it was four years. Four years. Yes, okay. it was four years. And um, now... F- after the hearing, now it was reduced to two years. Yeah, okay. Well, yes. congratulations. Oh, thank I you. I can only imagine that was a massive answer to prayer yeah. and a, a huge relief. How did you hear that you were successful in the case and that they had reduced it? What was that day like for you? Well, in fact, before that, I asked myself a lot of questions, mm. like, what will I do if I get four years, you know? But Because was that a possibility that if they disagreed with you, now they'll um, dis- maintain the four years or make oh, it worse? Because if it, if it was four years, because that's what um, the Athletics Integrity Unit was saying, the people, the body that we were working, we were dealing with with the case right. before taking it to the higher court. Because um, I asked myself, like, what will I do with four years? And um, the good thing is that God speaks. God speaks. And every time it, when I read the word and it's like, I got this. Every time mm. it's like, I just get trust this, trust me. Mm. So during that day on the 11th, because they gave us three weeks so that they give us the final verdict, I kept on praying. And I remember that day before they hear, they were, we, we hear that um, it was two years, I went for training and um, I was so, I, I, I was filled with joy on that mm. day. And I remember um, just using this verse in, I think Psalm 60, 68, um, if it's not 68, uh, I'll try and check. Um, it's um, someone your power. Oh, God. Like you did it before, do it again. So I remember that day just um, proclaiming that word. And I was happy. I was really happy. And my lawyer got the news first. She broke it down and then sent everything to us. And she's like, you guys, um, you've been given two years. And it has been reduced to two years. So you have seven months to go. And I was relieved. That is one word to put it. I mean, I'm listening to you and I'm relieved and I already knew (laughs) that it had been lifted. So, yeah. So, again, you know, just congratulations both on being able to the tenacity to follow it through, Mm -hmm. to believe in yourself, to Mm. to know that your integrity is worth fighting for. I mean, and then to successfully. I'm so glad the courts 
understood, or not the courts, but the the athletic integrity unit. Mm-hmm. Is that right? AIU. It's AIU and these um, case resolution. Case resolution that they you know took that in and that you won. So yeah. congratulations on well, that. Um, when you think about these last two years, you know, mm-hmm. I can imagine, like you said, your faith was tested, your marriage was tested, everything mm-hmm. was tested in this process. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you manage to to get through this season? Because mm-hmm. it must feel very isolating when mm-hmm. your colleagues, your coworkers are athletes, mm-hmm. they're running, they're continuing to compete. We've mm-hmm. come out of COVID finally, mm-hmm. things are starting to return to normal, mm-hmm. but things are not normal for you. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you manage this last season? Um, of your life. Yeah, because um, it was challenging. And the thing is, you can't, there are rules when you're being suspended. You can't associate with anyone. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So you cannot even go to the gym and be with the, your okay, teammates? In, the, or your... Uh, no, um, in terms of associating, like now you're not associating with athletes. Right. You know, in the gym, there are so many people sure. doing their things. So in the gym, I believe there are, it's a public facility that you can do anything. Um, you can just go there, train. But now when it comes to now track, because, of course, other athletes are training there in the morning. They even, so we normally go there during the midday when the scorching sun is <laughs> <laughs> up high. So so that we just avoid to interact with them. And at the same time, I'm protecting myself. I'm also protecting them. And the, uh, in the two years, we had a good community. Yeah, um, a good community in terms of um, you're not alone in this. So the guys that you're with, especially my church friends, they were like, you're not alone in this. And I remember both uh, my wife and I, we are still plugged in, in in our church and we normally serve in a teens ministry called Club A12. So we normally work with teenagers and um, at least that's something that kept us grounded, something that kept us focused because we were just training church life, training church life. So that's the only thing that we were trying to manage. And also, of course, at times where you just feel discouraged, where your colleagues are participating, guys are doing their level yeah, best. And you're like, I feel like I want to be there. But there's one person in our church told me that when God wants to use you, he'll hide you. And I remember he, he gave me an example like Moses. So Moses was being hidden for a while before he was being used. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, I can imagine that those people, that community was a lifeline for you during mm-hmm. that season. Mm. So when you think, you know, kind of ahead in the next couple of months with, you know, the Olympics on the line and and you'll have some qualifying, I guess, events before that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what would you say to other athletes, you know, about particularly supplements, whether they're young athletes who are Mm -hmm. coming up through the Kenyan pipeline, you know, or other East African athletes, Mm -hmm. what would you tell them that you've Mm -hmm. learned from what has happened to you? Um, Ooh, that's a tough question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll tell them when it comes to supplement, um, it's a matter of consulting, not, you know, cause when you want to consult with someone, we, we need to have people who are well-educated in that system. Cause if we take people, if you just take supplement anyhow, and then when you fail a test, it'll land on you. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. And from what I've learned for the past two years, I am willing to share with other people so that they might not land on where I'm at. Because I believe what I have, I haven't had it with our local people. And if we go to the people who sell supplements and ask them for advice, they can give you advice with what they know over there. But they don't know on this other end that supplements, can, they can cause, um, you, you can fail a test. And a few months ago, I researched about 
just more on supplement, I realized that there are 835 and still counting supplements that are being susp- that have been flagged down. Wow. Yes. So if you go anyhow, bl- blindly just to purchase any supplement, it will land you to problems. So education is power. Knowledge is power in yes, this situation. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good advice. Probably not even just for athletes, but even for all of us, you know, because mm-hmm. there's now, uh, you know, we were joking before we started the interview that TikTok has become, you know, <laughs> our teacher and yeah. we're taking advice from people mm-hmm. in 15 second videos about try this, try this, you know. And so mm-hmm. knowledge is key. Yes. And um, I think a few weeks ago, it just came to mind. I did want to lock, I did wanted to lock myself with only athletics and I've realized with also local people because the thing is that any supplement that's contaminated and you're using, even though you're either an athlete or an athlete, it'll land you with health problems. That's Absolutely. one thing that I, yeah, that's one thing that I've realized. Because if we, if it has steroids and some and you encourage other people to use, you'll end up getting cancer, things like that. Of course, yeah, yeah. and 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 health is key. It's key. It's, yes. it's our wealth, truly. You know mm. what else matters? What do you need to qualify now for the Olympics? What's the next couple of steps look like for you? Well. Right now, I do have a manager. That's a good thing because races back in 2021 before I qualified for the Olympics, um, getting races was quite challenging. But my wife was doing the, the work for getting me races. At least I got more than three races. You know, when you have a manager, it's so easy for them to contact um, the race organizers, get your race. And then now it comes to funding because I remember 2021, someone just decided to, you know, pay my airfare. Mm. So when I was there, it was just my, my, my work was just training. Flying, training, flying and all. Right. Yeah. And right now, it's now the opposite. I do have a manager. Everything is on set. But now it's the financial part. Because mm. this case drained both of us deeply. And um, we reached a point now. We are like, now what's next? Because it's now the financial part that's hindering us from the next. Because if I, I want to qualify, of course, there are local races. But I also need international races as well. Because it's the time at the international races that are the qualifiers yes. for the Olympics. Mm. So help us understand, you know, when mm-hmm. we look at the Olympics, like the opening ceremony, not just Olympics, any championship event, mm-hmm. we see the teams coming in and the team colors with the flag. Mm-hmm. So the assumption is that mm-hmm. the government is completely funding that experience, that mm-hmm. they are there. Like you said, their job is to train and show up. The rest is taken care of by yes. somewhere behind the scenes. Yeah. It sounds like that that's not actually accurate, that there is a lot of work that actually athletes are having to do from the continent Mm. to get to these races. And we've heard those stories of athletes Mm. being stranded, Mm -hmm. not having hotels booked. Mm -hmm. So take us behind that curtain a bit and what it looks like for you right now in trying to get the funding you need to Mm -hmm. compete where you need to compete. Um, You know, what are the gaps that are there for you to actually be able to do that? Um, The thing, you know, when you, when you, the government normally comes in when you qualify for the major, major events like World Relays, World Championship, if it's all African Games, things like that. But when it comes to small meets that the World Athletics has organized in various countries, some in Europe, some in US, mm. um, a bit in Africa. So those ones, those ones, it's the you are the one who's funding that. And I believe because normally we athletes want people to enter when the journey starts, like at this point. Sure. Yeah, not to enter when the athlete has qualified. So, it, yeah. yeah, so the athlete will be like, we wanted the money back then, so it will help us to qualify. And seeing top athletes, just learning also from top, how much do we invest so that you become a champion, things like that. I'll say 
five million. I've seen guys say that like wow. five million. For someone like Nawalis said that it's five million to qualify for, not even to qualify to medal, because it require physiotherapy, it require you to traveling allowances, um, insurance, things like that, paying rent. Locally, everything. Yeah. everything. That's your job. That's your job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So wow. things like that. So I'm hoping to get some hope in the near future because I'm about to start my training for the Olympics. Yeah. And my mind is focused. Okay. So you're going to give us a way for people to, to help you at the end. We're going to put it in the show notes. So if you're listening, mm -hmm. friends, that, you know, ways that you can come behind Mark and support him because mm -hmm. you represent us, you represent the, your country. And so I hope that there'll be a come a day soon where athletes can do that um, mm -hmm. at the same level as your counterparts in Europe and, and North America and, and beyond. Yeah. So I read recently also, you know, that you have, you were saying you went to Italy, you you got the 1049, um, no, 39. 39. Woo, you cannot <laughs> add to athletes time. I know that is like the biggest insult. Sorry for that. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> but what is it that you need? What is the cutoff at an international race for you to qualify for Olympics? What do you need to get? Um, for Olympics, you need to get 10 flat. 10 flat yes, to disqualify. Yeah, to qualify. It's 10 wow. flat. For 200, it's 21.4, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Yeah, So what are you, you're going to try for 100, 200? What else? Both. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. I want to yeah. do both. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> relay, any relay races? Uh, relay. Um, if you qualify for relay as well, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can. But I'm, 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 I'm up for anything. Okay. So yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit about these short distances because you know, we're both East African. Mm -hmm. I'm just your cousin from, from a bit north of you. Yes. You know, our countries have been known for a long distance. Mm -hmm. You know, the Eliud Kipchoge's, the Haile Gebrselassie's of the world have run these mm -hmm. long races. No one can touch them practically. Mm -hmm. But now we're seeing our countrymen come up in, countrywomen as well, mm -hmm. in these short distance races. What does that landscape look like for you? Um, um, I've seen it's a prayer answered because I remember entering now sprints professionally back in 2014, I'm like, we need to take it to another level because mm. sprints have been overshadowed for, for a long time. Because every time when we travel, every time we go, it's like guy, all eyes are on long distance and yes. sprints, you're just being left there. Be like, you'll just enter and then leave at some point. Then <laughs> well, it's only 10 seconds, Mark. I mean, we get, we watch those <laughs> other guys for two hours, you know, so you guys are like, yeah. oh, it's over. Oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. And um, again, it comes to performance. So there's this stigma that, oh, we can't reach where these people are. And the good thing is that my good friend of mine, Ferdinand, surpassed that barrier, you know, and be like, we are, we also have sprinters right here. It's just a matter of coaching and just a lot of stuff that we are lacking compared to the top people out there who yeah. have been doing it from way from high school into universities and then now entering pro. Take us to that first race back when you are, in the blocks, they call them blocks, right? Mm -hmm. Your feet are on the blocks, yeah. your hands are on mm -hmm. the track. It's your first race back since mm -hmm. the ban. What did that feel like? Like bring us into your, what you were thinking, your thoughts, that very moment for you. What was it like? Well, my, I was thinking of how I'll execute and win the race. That was, that's number one thing with all athletes whenever they're there. But I think I was in shock. I didn't, because uh, after the suspension, normally takes quite some time before someone travels. But now mine happened now the next week. Oh, yeah. wow. You had one week from, yes. from the suspension. success of your case to competition. Mm -hmm. Wow. But you know what I want to say to you, Mark? You were ready. 
You were ready. When that moment found you, you were ready. Yes. So well done for just being prepared. I think that's how God can use us yes. when we're ready. Yeah. You know, when we're found able. But, yeah. but back to your story. So oh, one okay. week later, you find yourself in Italy. Mm-hmm. I found myself in Italy. And um, to be honest, my mind was blank because I was thinking of, I'm here, like, I'm back. You know, I'm still, I'm like, I'm I'm still in disbelief and I'm in belief that <laughs> the, yeah, the suspension the two, is yeah. over. And I'm like, I'm back. So what's next for this? And trying to gear up and just to start this process. Because my mind, I was thinking of what time will I run? Because I was like, let me try and do a sub 10. That's me trying to place myself mm-hmm. in a place, in a position where I'm not yet. And at that time, because now when I ran at 10, 34, then went back, asked myself, what's, what does this mean to, for me, you know? And um, of course, I got some so many congratulations that you're back. This is your first race in two years. And I sat down and I'm like, no stress. And this is the mark of the journey to 2024 Olympics in Paris. And going back and I researched with other athletes who have been suspended, some more than me, some two years, and I realized they did the same thing, like it's normal to start where you are, and it's a build-up going forward. Absolutely. Yes, and yeah, I enjoyed it, especially meeting guys in Italy, language barrier, so you had to use, thank <laughs> God for Google Translate. <laughs> you, you picked up a little Kidogo Italian while you were there? Not really. Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but I, I, I can just hear in your voice so much mm. of the joy that you must feel as an mm-hmm. athlete, as a runner. Mm. Um, and I've read and watched some interviews that happened in 2021 after the suspension. Mm-hmm. I've read and seen some interviews that you've done now. There's mm-hmm. a difference in you, Mark. Oh, thank you. Now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Tell us what that difference is and what it feels like to be Mark mm-hmm. of 2023 mm-hmm. as opposed to 2021. Um, I think Mark then was quite, it was heavy for him. And um, it was, he was trying to navigate find the answers just to find answers and um i think at that point he he was strong but trying to find that strength only in, in the lord and um he found it and i'll say the mark now has been propelled by mark then don't ever making sense absolutely yeah so um taking some time off just thinking through the process and just thinking of what's next and that will take a leap of faith and be like, I can't stop. I, the, the, um, the case can't define me. Let me start the journey to 2024 now. So I started the journey even with, now without competition and that's the strength that has carried me until up to date. Mm. Yeah. And the Mark now who's on every interview, um, he's light, he's, um, he's at peace and He's enjoying the next step. That's all I can say because the next chapter is, that's coming, of course, will require more focus, uh, more attention, and more, I'll say more, being more diligent and being more aware. Yeah. Mm. So we don't know what will happen, of course, yet in Paris, or we'll mm-hmm. definitely be cheering for you. I'm going to, do you have any merchandise like a, 
Uh, Odiambo jersey or something we can buy? Not yet? Uh, no, not Maybe yet. we should make some. Yes. We should make some. I'll be wearing that during Paris uh, Olympics when we're watching. But but I would love to hear from you as we kind of wrap up. Mm-hmm. What do you want your legacy to be? What When the people hear your name and your name is mentioned, what what do you want people to remember about you? Um, That God never forgets his people. Yes. And um, that whatever that people are going through, I just want to be someone when they look at my story they be like there's hope in everything it's just a matter of time and being patient and just there's hope at the there's light at the end of the time mm. it's interesting your response is not that he was the fastest 100 meter runner ever <laughs> but that you want people to remember that to never give up and god does not forget yes mm. that's beautiful Thank i you. i think people who live in a competitive world like yours mm-hmm. I don't know that that's what they would say, but maybe your your heart and your focus is in the right place. Yeah, because in in athletics, everything fame will fade away, everything will fade away. But you have to remain steadfast with God, and that's what I want people to remember. That yes, things didn't work out here and there. There was a speed bump um, at his career, but after that, how did he? What happened? Did did he drop everything? You know. But he picked himself up and moved forward. That's all we can do. Yes. I'm going to take that with you. You've taught me something too. Thank you for that. So what's your, when's your next race? When can we watch you? What can we catch of your work, uh, your racing? Not your work. I guess it's work, but (laughs) where can we catch Mark next? Um, in fact, next year, we, I believe we're having some local races and we also have these international races and the thing, um, we have World Relays, which is coming back again in Bahamas. Oh, oh awesome. Mm-hmm. When is that? Is that in 2023? Yeah, no, 2024. 2024, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I think now the channel is, everything now is on next year. Yeah, because the season is almost ending. I think it's ending soon because there's the Diamond League finals. Then after that, everyone shuts. So I'm racing next year, early next year, so that I'm trying to build up for the Olympics. So there's the All-African Games. There's... Um, world relays and I believe yeah there are some local races so that's where I'll be and I'll be posting them on my social media awesome so mm-hmm. we'll follow you give us all your handles and we'll make sure to be following along and I guess lastly you know when you think about the Kenyan running legacy mm-hmm. you know how would you want you as a part of this collective team this national team how do you want what do you want your story to be mm-hmm. about Kenyan runners what do you want the world to understand about you um I'd run there um people would say to understand that um that I'll say that sprints is also coming up. And I would want um us not to be forgotten. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I just want us not to be forgotten outside. Mm. Mm. That Kenyans can run short and long. Yes. Either way we'll good. catch you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way we're <laughs> and coming. We're getting there. I love that. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know that Ethiopia's doing many sprints. I've yet. Seen some. Some? Okay. Well, you're better than me. Uh, maybe you can point me to it because it is exciting to see our mm-hmm. our um, portfolio grow. I remember mm-hmm. that, I don't think it was Tokyo, it was the one before that, Olympics before that, there was an Ethiopian swimmer. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, come on, guys, we're not a swimming nation, you know. <laughs> but what was encouraging was that we, we can do many things. If you have the lungs to sprint, if you have yeah. the lungs to run a long distance, then there's other sports that we can be in. And yeah. so seeing that sprinting is coming up, I hope will also inspire us in other Places to show up. I, I hear Kenya might even have a hockey team coming up, ice hockey. I don't know. I heard that. I don't know if you've heard the same. Oh, Kenya hockey team. I heard. Yeah, I think they are. 
Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, good, good. I'm glad you're confirming <laughs> this. I'm not just see, spreading rumors. So, Mark, we always ask our guests two questions before mm-hmm. they leave because we like to find the common threads between mm-hmm. people, no matter what their profession or their lives are. Mm-hmm. So, my first question to you is: What's your favorite drink? My favorite, um, healthy or? You know, I was going to say when you're not training, but it sounds like you're always training. So let's say in the oh, okay. last month, what let, has let, your let favorite me, drink been? Um, <laughs> let, me say, let me say two. Okay. Mm, when I'm not training, I think this is something that it's recent. It's club soda. <laughs> and then I you're have, so I, cute. I, I, I have to put lime. Club soda? <laughs> club, and I have to yeah. put um, lime in it. Yeah. So You can't have club soda when you're training? No. No, too uh, much sugar. Too much sugar. Aha. Okay. So so when, I'm, when, when there's no training, um, a month, one month break, I take all everything that I can before I start. <laughs> club soda with a twist. Mm-hmm, club okay. soda with a twist. But um, during training, passion juice. Passion juice. Passion juice. There's no, Kenya does passion juice so beautifully. Like mm-hmm. it, I would agree 100%. That's the best, yes. best drink you can get. And the other thing I want to know, you know, Marcus, what is bringing you joy in your life? You know, our show is all about joy and justice. Mm-hmm. So we are always curious to know what is fueling people's joy in their lives? Mm, marriage. Mm. Personally for me. I'll say where I'm at in terms of marriage because I realized, especially I, 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 was, I was like, if I get, you know, as, as a dude and there's a place where I'm like, if I reach there, mm. so I'll say marriage is bringing me joy. Well, are you going to say who you're married to or just, yes, just the institution oh. of marriage is bringing you joy? I'm married to one wife. As a, as a hint, oh, yeah, as this a is hint. a good time to shout out the wife. <laughs> yes, as a hint, I'm married to one wife, um, Stephanie Grace, and she's been a joy too. Mm. And um, it's something that I've, you know, marriage can expose you really well. <laughs> so I've discovered myself, we've discovered both ourselves and something that I've been looking forward way back years yeah. that I'll get married, I'll get married at one point. And I'm surrounded with people who their marriage are working 10 years plus for um, 20 years plus. And we've seen God in it and we've placed God in the center of our marriage and it's bringing so much joy. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, for telling us your story. You're, You're welcome. It is a truly a story of uh, redemption. And we cannot, I cannot tell you how much we will be praying for your success in oh, Paris you. and beyond and before, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. too, because there are races before that as well. Yeah. But thank you for sharing your story. I think we have a lot to learn from everything you've walked, not just the experience that you've been through, but how you handled it mm-hmm. is actually for me, that's where the gold is, is oh. and, and where, how you've handled and navigated the season. So you're already a champion, really, at the oh, end of the day, you. you know? So thank you, Mark, for being on Salam and Hello. Oh, thank you so much. So glad to have you here. Thank you. And listeners, you know, send us a message, send what, a question you might have from Mark or what you'd like to say to him as he prepares and hopes to represent Kenya again in the future. Tell us maybe something that you learned from his story that you will take home with you after hearing, you know, more about his journey. We'd love to hear from you. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Salam and Hello. And of course, you can always email us lily at salamandhello.com. And until we see you again. Peace. I know it's hard, but baby, you just got to hold on.